Hello, everyone. Just wanted to put a brief disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. This was a different episode for us. We did not record this at home. This episode was recorded on the road. The first half of it was recorded in the car as we were driving to our destination. So there is uh, a bit more background noise than you'll be used to from listening to our other episodes. So if you find that kind of uh, agitating, you might want to just skip to the second half or second chapter of this episode where we talk about our experience after our sessions were over. There's a lot less background noise. We weren't driving at the time. Like I said, this was a pretty different episode for us, so we hope you guys like it. All right, so we are not in our usual recording environment. We are, we are recording in a moving vehicle right now, driving down the road. This is a special plog episode of the show. It's not a vlog because it's not a video. It's, it's a plog because we're podcasting. So this is a road trip. Korean, would you, would you like to share after you make this, this lane change? <laughs> would you like to share with the audience where we are going? Absolutely. So we are heading to a sensory deprivation tank experience. A sensory deprivation tank experience. Also sometimes called a float studio. So for those not familiar with what a sensory deprivation tank is, it's essentially a really big bathtub filled with Epsom salt to the point that it's basically saturated. And because of this, you just float right on top of the water. You're so buoyant in it. And in addition to the the floating, the water is heated up to essentially body temperature. All of the lights are turned out. There's soundproofing. And the end result is that you are kind of uh, depriving your body of sensory input. So you lose feelings of feelings of temperature, of touch, and it's a tool for deep meditation and relaxation. And so we're going to give this a go and we're going to let you guys know how, how it goes and whether or not this is uh, something that other people should try. So, so to start off with, I thought that we would share our expectations going into this. What were the motivations for wanting to do it and what do we expect it to be like? So Cree, I, I know that when, we, when this came up a few days ago, you had said that it was something you've been meaning to do for a while. So what are your reasons for wanting to try this out? I, I'd heard about it from a friend of work whose wife decided to start up this business and open up a float studio. And he's tried it and recommended that it helps with just various sports injuries, just more in terms of getting relaxation or just getting relaxed I was interested because it sounds so unique just sitting in this 
in this water that's same temperature as your body. I just want to know what it feels like. I don't know if I have any expectations from a meditation standpoint. That's one that I'm leaving just open-ended. I didn't set any standard because I wanted to just as I want I want to experience it without having any upfront expectations and seeing where it goes. So I, I just saw the cop pull out from that area. <laughs> I don't know if it's, this guy next to me is going the same speed. So we'll see how that goes. We might be plogging a speeding ticket. <laughs> Which is not good because we're already late. Yeah, we're already we're already running late for reasons that uh, I see his lights and he's still a few cars back, so I think that means he's tagging somebody else. Yeah, he's pulling over this poor bastard in the... Is that a Nissan Murano? It looks like it. Or maybe uh, a Pathfinder. I think that's a Pathfinder. It's hard to tell because I'm looking in the uh, the little side mirror. Well, sorry sorry for that guy or gal. Yeah, because I was speeding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. As soon as I saw the cop, I immediately took off cruise control. The guy who was on the left lane, I'm in the middle lane. The left lane was going faster than me. And he's he saw the same thing I saw because... He's not an idiot, apparently. And also, we both slow down. He's now behind me. I think he's too scared to keep going because... See, this is the time where you can speed all you want because the cop's distracted. They already pulled someone else over, so... Unless it's the old double cop move. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm going to gamble on this one. Meditation is something that I've done off and on for a number of years at this point. I've kind of fallen out of practice with it lately but I'd like to get back into it. Very recently, just within the past, I don't know, maybe maybe week or so, I've, I've really been trying to get back into it again. I'm rereading one of the books that I read several years ago that kind of got me into it in, in the first place. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited because I think this is an opportunity to get in some pretty pretty deep meditation that normally it's difficult to achieve. Because for me, it's like when I sit down to meditate, I find myself getting distracted by a lot of different sensations. So just the feeling of my butt sitting down, the feeling of my feet touching the floor, of my hands resting in my lap or whatever they're doing. There's just all these little little feelings that I can't help but notice. So the idea of being able to just float there and theoretically not feel anything is is really intriguing. So I think you have the better mindset going into this of just basically no expectations, let's just see how it goes. But I, I am going in with some expectations. I'm hoping that I can get in some some good meditation for this this hour. We'll see how it goes. I'm not gonna call today a failure though if, if that's not the if that's not the case. Either way I think this will be an interesting experience. Here's a question for you. When was the first time, first memory you have of being exposed to meditation, trying it and having it, and what was your initial thought from that? I can't remember what initially got me into it in the very beginning. It might have been someone like Joe Rogan, whose podcast I've listened to off and on. He's someone who's talked about it and has had different guests come on to his podcast and, and talk about it as a tool uh, certainly, like Sam Harris, who's an author, uh, he's written a book about it, which I really enjoyed. 
he's talked about it at length he's someone who's gone to these like lengthy silent retreats all sounded very interesting to me I, I couldn't tell you the first time that I actually tried doing it myself but to me what I found really interesting about it is that it was something that it seems obvious in hindsight so like most people I was somebody who would find myself getting lost in thoughts all the time and then after I was made aware of this whole concept of meditation and noticing yourself having thoughts and then kind of dismissing them and moving on once that's pointed out to you you can't you, you can't help but not see it it's it, it like I said it becomes obvious in hindsight it's kind of like how did I ever miss that I was kind of falling into these mental traps and loops at times and having the same thoughts over and over again look at the hood whoa is it is it not locked You're probably not so this is yet another uh, great plug detail. So we're driving along and Korean points out to me that the hood is vibrating quite a bit, almost as though the hood is not actually latched all the way closed. The relevant piece of information here is that Creed just took the car in to, be, to get some work done on it. And I think this is like maybe the first time that he's actually yep. driving it since then. So it's a possibility that the dealership did not <laughs> close the the uh, the hood all the way. So we're gonna have to pull over to uh, investigate this. I think it's just not latched. So we can get out, close it, get back in. All right, be be careful. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna get some some loud traffic sounds. <laughs> Listen to the cars whizzing by. Watched? Oh. All right. Gas mileage about to go up significantly. All right. Well, shout out to the shout out to the dealership that worked on Cree's car. Yeah, that's that's great great work. <laughs> Definitely going back. My moment of the first time of meditation, I didn't even know it was meditation. In high school I was required to take an elective course, happened to be dance, and yoga was lumped into it. And for one of the sessions, all we did was sit in the gymnasium in the dark, just lie on yoga mats. And the instructor just told us to, like, she, she said, relax your forehead. And I thought she was nuts. Like, how am I going to do that? And then when I just thought about relaxing my forehead, relaxing my earlobes, I felt just a release. And then we just sat there in the dark for, I think it was like a two-minute silence period. Like, just sit there and don't do anything. Don't think about anything. That, that's an exercise for me that is so helpful because like you're saying with like, what does it even mean? Like relax my forehead, what's what's there to relax? Yeah. That's something I notice all the time. There, there's pretty much a 100% chance that if I do that exercise to relax my body, it's very tense and it does need relaxing, but you don't even notice it until that's pointed out and you actively put in the effort to relax. That's right. only then do you realize 
while I am really tensed up. And that that's that's what brought piqued my interest with the float studio because I wonder what else it would do just not feeling anything not even lying on the ground and then trying out the you know, relax different parts of your body that you wouldn't think you can actively tense up earlobes forehead uh, fingernails that that's an interesting one gums or your jaw just like relax all those things I think it's going to be great. Relax your fingernails. <laughs> this is what she said. And I remember all this. She isn't the, the teacher. I remember all this because at the time, I thought she was nuts. I said, this is, a, this is a load of crap. Can we just do something else? But act- actively thinking about relaxing different parts of your body, it, it worked. To me, I, I don't even know that I take that that literally, that you can relax something like your fingernails or your hair, but it might just be that the... It's a the, mental exercise. Correct. The, the act of thinking about that, like that level of intentionality of, of trying to relax yourself, I think is kind of the whole point. Even if it's not technically possible to do it, it's just thinking about it, maybe, maybe that's enough right there. I think that, that that's the key is is just the mental exercise of going and actively clearing out, removing tension from your body. I think this this will help doing that because you're free your mind will be free from any distraction because you won't be able to see, hopefully it's quiet in there, you won't be able to hear anything. Well, I think you wear earplugs, right? Yes. So we are supposed to wear earplugs, which is actually one of the things that I'm a little worried about. I think the earplugs are supposed to be a twofold thing that first of all it makes it more difficult for you to hear anything and also that it prevents you from getting the water in your ear but from my own personal experience I find earplugs really uncomfortable I think that my ear canal is I don't know either either quite small or not a not a good shape for for stuff because most most like in-ear earbuds actually caused me quite a bit of pain with prolonged use so i'm a little nervous about the earplug thing i might just have to ditch the earplugs we'll, we'll see how that goes but are your ears uniquely abled or your inner ear uniquely abled my my ears are uniquely abled to not use most ear earbuds or earplugs for long periods of time that is correct do you have any other concerns or things that you're worried about going into this so you got the earplug thing what else that's the that's the main thing along with I guess I would say just accidentally splashing some into my eye because I know again it's it's so salty that if you get a little bit in your eye it's going to sting and then it's probably going to be difficult to think about anything other than that for, for a while uh, so I guess that those are the only two concerns that I can I can think of mainly there there's like a there's a larger concern feeling like it wasn't a very productive use of an hour I wasn't able to really meditate and that it just doesn't go that well but I'm really not that concerned about that like I said because I'm I'm trying to just take this for what it is and in my mind there's not a success state or a failure state with this it just it is what it is I'm curious to see how it goes I think in addition to getting it in your eyes I'm worried about tasting it just Mm. because I'm comparing it to being in a normal pool 
and somehow water gets in your hair, your eyes, mouth. Hopefully not up your nose because that's that's awful. But because it's so dense, if you're just lying there, not splashing around, you're probably not likely to get anything anywhere near your mouth. Because I I don't float very well in pools. I if I try to, I just end up sinking very slowly. Yeah, that in itself should be really interesting because I have the same experience. I have a, I have a difficult time floating in pools, just on my own. So the sensation alone of getting in this thing and just floating, like mostly on top of the water, is I think going to be kind of strange. If you're spending a lot of time floating, doing nothing, at what point is the gain in uh, mental self-awareness? enlightenment outweigh or come into uh, like a break-even point with the amount of time you spend doing it or getting there because if you're spending hours and hours a week do you neglect other things in your life that you have to take care of to me this is a question of what are your goals and what do you hope to achieve because there are certainly people who dedicate their entire lives to meditation, to attempting to achieve enlightenment, to studying their own consciousness. And for those people, I would say there basically is no limit because that's what they're dedicating their life to. In the same way that a professional athlete, they, their diet, their sleep patterns, all of their physical activity throughout the day, everything is dedicated to being the best athlete that they can be and optimizing for whatever sport that they practice. So I think the same thing can be be true for this. And so, so it's kind of like if you're just a normal everyday person, at what point does exercise and physical fitness cut into your, your life, right? Because if you're not a professional athlete and you're, you're wanting to dedicate you know, four hours of every day to training that might be too much for the other goals in your life, uh, family-wise, career-wise. So I think it just depends on what you're looking for. If you want to maintain a pretty normal life otherwise and just kind of be at your best, be mentally fresh, deal with anger, anxiety, other kind of mental ailments like that, then you're you're right. There probably is an upper limit of some amount that doing more of it isn't really useful in that regard. But so yeah, I, I think it's just a question of how serious do you really want to take this? The, the sky's the limit. You can go all the way. You can be like one of these monks who dedicates their life to it. That's like their full time job is meditating and trying to discover things about the inner self that you won't otherwise ever be able to discover unless you, you put that much time into it. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. And that's where I, th- I think a lot of people have the same thought on mental health or in terms of it being an exercise. You have to dedicate time to it. It's no different than maintaining your physical health. But I think people tend to focus on physical health and maybe relationship um, personal relationships more and leave out mental health altogether I, I, I view this as going to the gym for my mind I, I think that's a, that's a great way to think about it 
But then there's obviously there's a balance, and I think I think the key thing there is what's your goals. If I was going to be a, a a bodybuilder, professional lifter, then all my time would be dedicated to going to the gym, eating right, and all this, uh, all everything that's involved with physical fitness. I guess same thing goes for the mental one too. All right, so I think that's enough from us for now. We're going to finish our drive to the float studio. We're going to float for an hour, and then afterwards we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about how it went, share our thoughts afterwards. All right, so see you in a bit. All right, Cree, we are sitting in the parking lot of the float center. We've just finished our session. What's your what's your initial thought here? What are your, what are your feelings? Feel good, relaxed. Although my body feels like it's doing more work just to be sitting here. You're having to actually support your own body weight. Yes, it's difficult, but I'm I'm managing. So, my experience did not go quite according to plan. Before I get into my session and how it went though i'd like to hear how yours went what did you fall asleep did you feel like you got in a good meditation session was it just really relaxing what do you describe how your session went you know my session didn't go according to plan but overall i think went well like like the, the lady was very pleasant went over what we needed to do in terms of the showering getting into the tank earplugs so right off the bat, I did not follow the sequence she recommended uh, because I was supposed to put the earplugs on first, then shower, then into the tank. Forgot about the earplugs until the last minute, so I had to spend some time drying my face and whatnot. I can't remember if we got into this when we were uh, talking previously, but before you get into the tank, you have to shower off. Uh, to keep the tanks as clean as possible, even though there is a filtration system and everything, you still want to avoid introducing, you know, different body oils and any kind of hair products or skin products that could be on you. So you shower before you get into the tank, and then after the floating session, you shower again to wash off all the salt water. Put the earplugs in, got into the tank. It took a long time to settle down because I was just new new sensations because I wasn't used to it I was just enjoying how buoyant or how much you could float and how soft and strange the water felt there's also a lot of room in that in that <laughs> tank and I wondered what your experience would be like because I could get into all sorts of like different positions even like on my back of course uh, one of my favorites was the what, I, what I'd call the TSA pose with your hands above your head in this motion and your legs wide apart in that like you're scan, going through the, the scanner the scanner yeah that one that just swoops from one side to the other I made sure like my neck was supported I was I was a little concerned that I'd end up with neck strain but it turned out alright I was also just distracted from just the sounds my own body was making I've been told before that my breathing is just very loud and I could hear just the breathing. This is once the initial, the couple minutes of music initially. I opted to do 
five minutes of starting music, five minutes at the end. The initial few minutes after the music subsided and I was into it, felt very weightless and just tried to really think about nothing, which is incredibly difficult because I kept thinking about what's your, what are you doing in the tank? Mm -hmm. Because I had little cuts on my hands that I wasn't aware of and they were stinging for just a little bit. So my mind was, was distracted with that. I was assuming my TSA pose just to get a feel for what was going on. And I alternated between my, my hands above my head and hands down to the sides. But I get alternating between the two because it's very difficult for me to stay still. Another problem ran into is that I, I burp a lot. <laughs> and it's I can't, I can't do it lying down. It's just very uncomfortable. So I got up and just sitting up in that dense water was just amusing to me. It's awkward. So I was, I, I was playing around a little bit in it, but I, I got up, but a couple times, but the first time I didn't prepare for the water on my hair dripping down over my face. That was slightly unpleasant, but you know, hats off to the this place that we went to because they had all the bells and whistles, came prepared, almost like a little shower caddy compartment inside the tank with clean water in a spray bottle, a towel, and then a little pool noodle, like a little baby one. Uh, so I definitely grabbed that stuff, wiped down my face, got the salt out of my eyes and mouth, and then went back. Out of the whole hour, which I thought just flew by, even though I was restless at times, there were, I want to say, seconds, just a few seconds, under 10 seconds, where I felt this moving sensation where I wasn't moving at all. It was very strange. I thought I was going into this void space. I was struggling to really find how to describe it to you. And the only thing I can think of is that movement when you're playing Minecraft and you're going into the nether. And just that wavy sensation. Sine wave passing through you. Where I felt like I was moving, but not really moving. And when I opened my eyes, because it felt so real, it went away. Then I tried it again, it felt overwhelming, opened my eyes, went away. Then I couldn't get it after that, uh, so I just spent time playing in the water. <laughs> by, by that I mean, my body also cracks, meaning like you crack your knuckles and joints. So any, any movement I'll make, something's gonna crack. And I was doing that and it sounded very loud, maybe the echo from the tank, it's underwater, my ears are plugged. It just sounded different, like very, very high, high pitched. Overall, it was great. All right, so the first thing I want to emphasize before I, I get into my experience, thought this was a real, real classy place. Very nice on the inside. The employee who uh, helped us, very, very nice. Uh, did a good job of tipping us off to some things that we needed to be aware of like the fact that it's like hey once you're in the tank whatever you do don't like touch your face especially your eyes there's a washcloth in the shower caddy thing if you need to scratch your face or anything like that so there's little stuff like that did a good job of explaining the equipment was really nice they seemed like really uh, nice new looking tanks and everything 
one of my concerns going in with the earplugs actually was better than I expected because they weren't normal earplugs. They were like a silicone putty that you kind of molded and pushed onto your ear and they didn't really go all the way into the ear canal. Yeah, they were designed for outer ear with no, with little to no inner ear penetration. Which was, which was good. So that took care of my concern for the most part. So in terms of the actual uh, float session, it was definitely very weird and a new feeling to me to be able to float so easily in water. It's very strange. I struggled to get into a body configuration that I really liked. I tried to do the the, the TSA body scan or uh, TSA molestation <laughs> pose, depending on if you're going through the body scanner or if you're getting a, a thorough hand hand pat, inspection. Pat down. Pat down. Uh, with, with my hands kind of behind or above my head, depending on how you might look at it, and palms up. I didn't have quite enough room to do that because I am tall and have long arms. So I, I, I was struggling a little bit. The, the tank, I was... When I first saw that tank, I was like, this thing is huge. Uh, so they were big tanks. I think it's just... I'm very long. And when I had my arms down by my side... I noticed that my arms tended to drift inwards and my fingers were kind of like touching touching my torso as if, if I just let them naturally float. To, to me, it was like, even even in this float tank, it's still not, not perfect in terms of sensations and, and all that, that kind of stuff. You still need to, if you're looking to meditate and really dismiss all these thoughts, it's still not doing the whole job for you. You still need to be able to block out little sensations and, and things that, that pop up. It's not perfect. I don't think any setup is probably going to be perfect. There's always going to be little things. Like you, I fidget a lot. And uh, every once in a while I would fidget, end up bumping the wall or something like that. Not that big of a deal. I did really start to struggle with the temperature though so the water is kept at basically body temperature somewhere around 95 degrees fahrenheit and then the air inside the tank because there is a lid that closes down is very humid so after floating for a bit maybe halfway through the session i started to really feel like i'm not feeling too well right now feel really humid really hot it's like i need to crack this this thing open so i opened the lid up a little bit and wedged the small pool noodle that we had to our at our disposal I wedged that in so that it was open a little bit and that introduced a slight breeze and influx of cooler air into the tank and that helped quite a bit but then I was floating for a while I started to feel warm again I don't know if it the lid might have actually squished the pool noodle a little bit and started to close more again I started to feel like boy I don't feel that well. I'm feeling real hot. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna block this. I'm gonna block this shit out, right? I'm just—it's all in my head. I feel hot. I'm just gonna dismiss this like a notification on my phone, right? I'm hot. All right, acknowledge. Let's 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 get on with it. That was not a good idea. So I reached very very rapidly. I started to feel like this is not good feel hot and not well 
I reached a point where I was like, I, I got to get out of this tank now. So I opened up the door, got out of the tank, tried to center myself, scanned around, located the trash can, proceeded to relocate some of the contents of my stomach into the trash can. It's like, well, I guess I'm done because <laughs> I can't, uh, probably can't, can't get back in at uh, this point. I, sh I probably shouldn't. So I took the earplugs out and I was like, well, felt started to feel a little bit better as I cooled off and everything. Got back in the shower, took a real long shower. <laughs> Hoped that nobody had heard uh, <laughs> what had taken place and what was going on. So by the time I got out of the shower, dried off, just sat there relaxing for a little bit. Then I heard the music the kind of end of session music start to come on the tank and I'm like all right <laughs> so the session's about over anyways <laughs> uh, so yeah so that was my experience you know like I said I thought the place was real nice uh, the tank seemed to be I, I think the tank was great and everything for what, whatever reason my body just rejected the uh, the hot temperature and the humidity inside there if I was more proactive from the beginning about you know what this is just too hot for me right now I'm just going to leave the lid open or something like that I should have just done that I didn't so I waited too long I waited until it was too late and <laughs> so unfortunately that's that's how things went for me <laughs> I don't even know what to say that, that's so surprising when I, I I was I was worried that I was gonna take too long, because I stayed in the tank maybe a few moments just before the 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 pump turned on, that signaled okay it's gonna start the filtration cycle. Wow! So you threw up in the trash can? <laughs> I did. I did. I made it. Sorry, man. I made it out of the tank. I I started I started to tell what was going on. Like I said. It, it, it reminded me specifically it reminded me of being at a music festival during the middle of summer in Atlanta <laughs> having too much to drink and realizing very quickly I need to sit down in the shade and gather myself <clears throat> so I started to feel it and I was I was just hoping I was like I think I can get it together I think I can get it together and then I realized nope can't, can't get it together this time <laughs> too far gone and that was it and I was, I was so embarrassed so the, one of the first things I did I, I pulled the left earplug out of my ear and I was listening <laughs> make sure that nobody was at the door at the door uh, checking in just see if I got away with see if I was able to keep things quiet enough uh, so yeah so I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed feel pretty bad but uh, yeah I don't know I don't know. I'm trying. Part of me was like, should I just completely lie about this whole deal? And I was like, you know what? This is just an honest portrayal. The fact that it was a super awkward, embarrassing thing just fits with uh, the whole point of the show, I guess. It is what it is. Who's going to clean out the trash can? All right. So first, first thing was I took a bunch of tissues. I put it in the bag to absorb what was there. I haven't eaten in a couple hours. So my stomach was empty. Basically, it was just water. So that's good. It's 
good for everybody. I put tissues in there, then I tied off the bag real tight. I took it out of that can. I found another bigger trash can elsewhere. I put it in that trash can. I covered it up with some towels and tissues. Basically, here was my difficult decision was, do I tell this poor person? Hey, just so you know, I got sick. I threw up a little bit in this, this bag. Here it is. <laughs> I don't know what you want to do with it. Or do I try to contain it and then hide it in a way that nobody needs to be none the wiser and it just gets taken care of without grossing anybody out. No harm, no foul. That's the way that I like to go. So I was like, I'm going to tie this thing off real tight. I'm going to put put some paper products in there to absorb stuff up, prevent any leakage. I'm going to put it in an extra bag in a separate can that should be taken out today. That, that was how I, I liked to handle it. I didn't know how to handle it. Uh, this was a difficult decision. You got to put yourself in my, in my shoes. I was so embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't have come up with anything better. Luckily, like you said, mainly liquids. You contain it. Great. Probably go unnoticed. A question may come up when she... I'm, I'm assuming the employee that's working there will, will go in and check trash can and realize this one doesn't have a plastic bag liner in it. It's unlikely that she'll put, oh, well, he must have thrown up in there. Because I haven't heard that, that, I haven't heard throwing up being a, a common response. I don't, for all I know, I could be the first person to have this response. Yeah. And, and all the research that we did in the float tanks beforehand, everything that I've, I've listened to, all the accounts, I, <laughs> this is the first <laughs> that I've, I am aware of, of somebody's body just rejecting the uh, the experience what I think may be happening is you're the first one to be truthful about it because I did think it was a bit a bit too humid in there I just somehow adjusted it's strange because between the two of us you're the one that feels colder uh, and I feel hot almost all the time this is true it could have been there could be a couple things at play it could be the the combination of the temperature humidity Maybe I just didn't need enough today. Started to feel a little lightheaded, and then from there it was just like the dominoes started to go of not feeling well. I I don't know. I think this is just that this is a learning experience. Uh, the employee did say that your first float's always your worst one. <laughs> I thought about that coming out. I said, this is great. If this is the worst it could be, nowhere to go but up. For you, the same statement's true. You just started at a much lower point. <laughs> yes. So what is your opinion on, like, is this something you would do again? I think so. I think an hour is probably okay for me. I do feel relaxed, which was part of the goal for it. I don't feel enlightened, but I did have some cool, like I said, a feeling of moving when I'm not really moving. I thought that was pretty neat, but... It was unsettling at the same time because it's not, it just felt weird. Uh, I'm glad that it would probably do it again. And yeah, yeah, like like you said, this place was very well done in terms of the, the decor, style, very professional. I'm a little bit divided. 
I don't because, blame you. Yeah, right. Because I feel like if if this had gone differently where it was like I felt like I had a really bad experience and the the place was like a, a poor quality for some reason that I feel like, alright, well maybe I just had a bad experience because the place was bad. I should just try a better place. But this place seemed really nice. And I had the issue <laughs> issues that I had which makes me kind of concerned about trying it uh, again part of me wants to because I have heard so many good things about it from other people and I do think that and, and, and when I was in there before I started to feel real hot I did think it was it was really interesting in a lot of ways so on the one hand I want to try it again but on the other hand I'm concerned that the same thing could happen again that I'm just not very uh, acclimated to something about it I don't know if I tried it again I might try to do it in a just an open tank and if it's cool enough that I kind of feel that it's cool and not body temperature all right that's not totally quite as immersive right but it's still pretty immersive floating in there right with and not feeling your body rest on on anything in particular so I feel like if I could do something like that and get maybe 80 to 90 percent of the experience maybe that's still still good enough and worth doing uh so we'll we'll see that's a good attitude to have even though it's really not good situation sorry man i'm, I'm pretty embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> ah it's okay all right any any closing thoughts nothing but surprises that's all i can say <laughs> you know you know my closing thought is gonna be so in spite of my uh, experience today I'm still going to recommend that audience uh, members go ahead and try it at whatever local full places they might have despite what happened I still say it's worth it's worth giving it a go because it's an interesting enough thing and it's probably very unlikely that you will have the same experience that I had based on everything I've seen I, I think that I'm an outlier here I, I hope that people who listen to this will comment on the experience of what, what, what did you have was it similar to mine or Greg's or did you have something totally different maybe you threw up a couple days later <laughs> and somehow linked it back to this if, if, if the person working at this float place ever happens to to find this I just want to say I'm sorry I hope you didn't notice I hope that my hiding of the situation turned out to be seamless uh, if it wasn't, I'm sorry, but I was too embarrassed <laughs> to face the situation head on, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor lady. Oh, my God. All right, so the episode is not quite over yet. This is actually the morning after the float session. I wanted to add this in to further explain what went wrong with, with my experience in the isolation tank. Kree and I continued to talk about our experiences in the tank after we finished recording last night. And between our discussion and then doing some follow-up searches and reading some other accounts of, of people trying float tanks for the first time, I now know that what happened last night was that I got motion sickness. So I am someone who can be susceptible to motion sickness in certain circumstances. 
one of the most reliable ways for me to get motion sickness is to be sitting in a car and not be looking at the road or a view outside of the vehicle. So if I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I'm attempting to read a book or even do a bunch of stuff on my phone or iPad, I end up getting sick. And it's essentially a disconnect between the information my body is receiving, like I, I'm aware of the fact that I'm moving and I'm feeling these acceleration forces on my body, but my eyes are looking at a stationary object and the visual information that I'm receiving is telling me that I'm not moving. And so that disconnect causes me to get motion sickness. And if you're someone who's ever experienced this, you probably start to feel very uncomfortable. And one of the first things you want to do is roll down the window, get some fresh air, get some cool air, start to feel kind of hot. So this is essentially what happened to me floating around in the tank. You do drift around uh, just a little bit. And in some sense, it's almost like floating around in space. I would gently bump into one side of the tank and kind of push off and very slowly drift off <laughs> in the other direction. So you're not moving very much, but it's just enough. And the fact that it's black and you can't see anything, it's kind of replicating this situation in the car where I know that I'm moving. I, I feel a sense of moving around slightly, but I can't see what's going on. And so that disconnect kind of creates a motion sickness. And like being in the car, I start to feel warm. And because I, I wasn't getting enough fresh, cool air, I started to feel extra hot. And it was kind of a downward spiral from there. So this is one thing to be aware of uh, if you're interested in doing a isolation tank experience. If you're someone who struggles with uh, motion sickness, Maybe consider taking some Dramamine beforehand. Maybe consider doing it in an open tank that will have more kind of airflow over the top of your body. I know that I feel better now knowing ex exactly what happened. So I hope that this is helpful for other people and that my embarrassment does not uh, go to waste. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you thought. Head over to perfectlyreasonable.fm. Send us a message. If you wouldn't mind, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with some friends. Have a great day. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.